Amen. God bless you all for your obedience to the Spirit. So today, by the special grace of God, <laughs> as Minister Folarin will say, we are going to finish the series on the belt of truth. My Bible says we should give honor to whom honor is due. So I want to thank Pastor Kwame. A lot of people, a lot of us, we don't see him here. He's on assignment in the Sunday school area. He's teaching Sunday school today. That is why we don't see Pastor here. <laughs> He's enjoying himself with a case today. Amen. But I want to thank Pastor Kwame for giving me the opportunity to share the word of God. I want to thank the leadership of this church. And I want to thank you for being here. Without you, there is no church. God richly bless you for being here. So today, we are ending the series on the belt of truth. <clears throat> and before, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, before I start, I want to share a very, thank you, I want to share a very true, uh, a true story. And that is me, right? It happens way back a couple of years in Ghana. It's now America, so please don't hold that against me. I've asked for forgiveness. God has forgiven me. So, you know, growing up, I was always taller than my friends, right? And I was kind of a little bigger than them too. So, because God has given me that grace that I'm big and tall, I kind of use it to bully a couple of people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I was among all my friends. I was the youngest, but I was the tallest, and I was the biggest. So... I took advantage of that. That was a good privilege that God gave to me. So <laughs> we had this guy who was a Muslim, very strong by short. This guy has beaten all my friends except me. <laughs> See, I'm on my group of friends. When a fight breaks up, we don't call 911. Ghana, there is no 911. Nobody shows up. So <laughs> when a fight breaks up, we make a circle around you and we leave the two people inside. So you fight hard, you have no more strength to fight. And, the, and those who are around, the witnesses, they will declare who the winner is. So of course, I know I'm tall and big, but when it came to that guy, I knew he was stronger than me. So of course, the fight broke out and my friends made a circle. And I have to be smart. Because I know that guy will beat me. So when he came, we, when we were about to start a fight, he had the shoes on. And that shoes was not tied. So I told him, I said, Ibrahim, you know what? I'm really upset, but before we start the fight, you may have to tie your shoe because it's going to be very bad. Being smart over here, when he got down on his knees to tie his shoes, <laughs> When he got down on his knees with his two hands trying to tie his shoes, the fight started. <laughs> the fight started. By the time he was by the time he was able to get up, he was bleeding. I was declared a winner. There was no rematch because I wasn't interested in the rematch because everybody knows my trick already. So <laughs> with that said. Please don't use that against me. That was way in middle school. <laughs> it wasn't cheating, it was strategy. <laughs> yeah, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, that was the winner of that fight. Yeah. 
So even though he was able to beat everybody, when he came to me, I was still the winner. Those around saw that I cheated, but it didn't bother me at all. I mean, so with that said, the topic for today is putting on the belt of truth. Minister Roslau started a series and introduced us to the belt of truth. Minister Falami also picked from there, growing in truth. And Pastor Kwame went on on last Sunday about standing for the truth in times of affliction. So today, we are ending with putting on the truth. And I want to use, Salam, if you don't mind, can you please come up here? I want to use an illustration that may not be very comfortable and suitable for a lot of people, but I need you to forgive me, right? God said we should put on what? The belt of truth. So I have a belt on. Don't worry, my, my pants is very tight. It's not going to come off. So I'm going to take my belt off in this illustration. And I'm going to tell Solomon to put this belt on. If you are wondering my size or my weight, it's actually 36. So don't worry about it. Don't put it, just try to tie this belt, size 36. Do it the right way and tie this belt on your waist. So as we can all see, Salam is smiling and laughing. Because over here, the host ends over here. <laughs> so from here to here, there is no place for him to tie the belt. This is a belt. This is my belt. It works for me, but it did not work for Salam. This is designed when I went to the store. There was a size tag on top over here. So I looked for my size and I bought my size. I could have got something above my size or below my size, but I wasn't going to work as I wanted it. There is a knock or there is a, an end or there is a hedge or whatever you want to call it to this belt, right? I need you to Put this belt on again. There is, a, there is a reason for this illustration. So he can put the belt on and leave the belt like this. There may be a hole here that fits him, but until this goes inside the hole and this is buckled up, it does not serve the purpose. But don't get, don't get me wrong. This is still the belt. The purpose of this belt is to keep my pants up and bring order to my dressing. But I can have a size up or a size down and defeat the purpose of this belt, even though it's still the leather belt that I wanted. My question to you is this. A lot of us Christians, we are serving God based on a belt that somebody gave us, that we have no use to the belt, or the belt does not fit us very well. Based on the testimonies of our grandparents, based on the relationship that our parents had, that they gave that seed to us, but us, we sitting here, we have not encountered that truth.
It worked for our grandparents. It worked for our fathers. It's not working for us, but we are still holding on to that. It's the same God that our parents had. It's the same God that they are teaching us. But I have a question for you. Have you encountered this God yourself? Have you gone to the store to look for your size and buy the size that fits you? Baby, please have your seat. The belt works if you have it on right. The belt works if you have the, the right belt. So the same God that they're talking about, it's not a lie. What they are telling you, it's not because they are telling you false. They are telling you the truth. See, when Paul came into, when Paul encountered God on the journey of Damascus, he started his ministry working with the disciples, Peter, John, James, and John. Peter's Peter and the apostles, their testimony about Jesus was very personal. It was the physical presence that Paul never had. They do understand Jesus because they've walked with Jesus on a personal base. They ate with Jesus. As a matter of fact, some of them had the opportunity for Jesus to even wash their feet. But when Paul came into existence, when he became a Christian, Jesus was far gone. So he, he heard the story of Jesus. But until Paul had the revelation of heaven, his whole Christianity changed. He had it all right. But until he came into the personal encounter with Jesus... And until God gives, gave him the revelation of heaven, everything about him changed. Putting on the belt of truth. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10. That is what we've been dealing with. Ephesians 6, verses 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. See, Paul is writing this story and he's telling the Ephesians that put on the whole armor of God. So the belt only functions when it's in full, when it's in the fullness. You can have a piece of this belt. It's going to be just a letter that, it, that you have in your hands, but it's not going to serve no purpose. You can have a half of it, but yet it's not going to work. It's a whole package. So when you become a Christian and you accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you don't choose when to pray. You don't choose when to read the scripture. You don't choose when to come to church. It's a package. If you want Christ, take the whole Christ. If you don't want Christ... Just let, let go Christ. But how many of us have the half piece of Christ 
that when everything is going on, my God is good, I will lift him up higher. When hard situation happen, our prayer changes. God has forsaken me. It's a whole package. Minister Ruth Love started and said, and gave the, um, the, the significance of the belt of truth in the olden days. And he started by saying that we are all soldiers on the battlefield, but we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. So what, what the only thing that God wanted from us is to stand. But you know what God said, though? The reason that many of us are falling is not because we are not standing right. It's because we are standing and all the people around us are falling. One soldier cannot prepare for a battle and become victorious. He may be equipped all right. He may have all the necessary weapons that he needs. But it takes the army of soldiers to become victorious. If you will stand, and you will stand. And if you will stand, and we all stand in our faith, the world will receive a change. It's not because the word that is coming from the pulpit is, right, is wrong. As a matter of fact, if you are a believer and a word comes from the pulpit and you cannot distinguish if this is from God or this is not from God, then you need to check yourself. Then you don't have the whole truth in you. When you encounter the truth, you are able to distinguish between force. Bible says when the light of God came, darkness could not comprehend The world is waiting for people who have encountered the truth to stand and rise up for the truth that they've encountered. But where are we? We see the chaos and we complain about the chaos. How many times have you stand to make a difference? The problem is not that we've not received the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you one thing that God taught me days ago, probably months ago. Bible said when you receive the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you do or you receive power. Those of us who are from far away, in our country, they call some, a certain cloth, tie and die. They have a solution that they have a special, whatever, chemicals that they mix with it. And if this is white, and I dip that in the solution, it doesn't come up white. Whatever solution that I dip this shirt in, it comes up with that imprint. This is what God is saying, though. We have the Holy Spirit. If we have the Holy Spirit, then we have to come up as people who have received the Holy Spirit. You cannot receive God and remain the same. You cannot receive the truth and live in your old ways. It just doesn't match up. This is
the whole truth. Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is a way, and Jesus is the way. There is a truth, and Jesus is the truth. So that is why I'm saying that if you are a believer and a word comes from pulpit and you cannot distinguish between that word, you have to question yourself because the truth is the word and the word is the truth and the truth is Jesus. He is Jesus. Many of us speak the same, act the same, eat the same food with them. As a matter of fact, when they are clubbing, we go with them. When they are, they are using the accursive words, we speak with them. But yet we call ourselves Christians. So how do you influence such a person? That is the reason for the chaos in the world. Because there are so many people, so many Christians who have encountered the truth by still living in their old ways. In those days, no soldier actually goes to the battlefield without the belt of truth. If you want to go to the battlefield, right, without the belt of truth, it's an automatic defeat. Because their, their type of dressing was a rope that covers them from head to toe. I mean, I wouldn't say head to toe because they have to, probably from shoulder to toe, right? And that rope was too long that if you want to go to F, uh, we want to go to war with that rope it, the rope itself serves as an entanglement it serves as a restriction that you cannot run as fast as you can you cannot fight as vibrant as you want to fight because there is something on you that is serving as entanglement ask yourself that what is on you that is preventing you from experiencing the grace? Ask yourself that question right now. What is it that was in your old way that is in your new life now? Bible said that if when you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus, the old is gone. Behold, everything is new, right? So if you are in the new life with the old garment on, check yourself. There is something wrong. A lot of us, the reason for our defeat is not because God has not, God is not with us. It's because we are still walking in our old ways. But we've experienced the new life in God. When the soldier put on the belt of truth, it holds the agamets from here and it pulls this up and it pulls this up. And they put, they tie it to their waist, to the very center of their body. So from here down, it's protected. From here up, it's protected. What is in the middle of your life? Ask yourself, why is the belt to our waist? Bible said, and God created everything in the, aid, in the garden of Eden. But in the middle of the garden, there was a fruit. There was a fruit in the very middle of the garden that he gave commands to. 
Adam and Eve, you have authority over everything, but not this very thing that is in the middle. What is in the middle of your life that nobody sees, but yet have influence in you? of questions to ask yourself. In the middle of the soldier's armor is the belt of truth. As a matter of fact, the soldier cannot go to a battlefield without that belt of truth. The middle of your life, your very closet, and nobody sees you. What is in there? What is in there? Is it the belt of truth? Then you have the right belt on. Or is it a belt that is not supposed to be there? Bible says, and when David has encountered Goliath and said to Goliath that I will fight this on circumcised Philistine. Bible says before the battlefield, before they would go to the battle, something happened. In the book of First Samuel, chapter eleven, First Samuel seventeen, verses thirty-eight to thirty-nine. David has his armor, but before he would go to the battle, there was a different armor that was given to David. First Samuel, chapter seventeen, verses thirty-eight to thirty-nine. So Saul clothed David with his armor. Understand this. It's an armor that brought victory to Saul. It wasn't, as a matter of fact, if you are wearing the king's armor, it should be the best. Because the king needs to go to the battlefield and come back because you are the king. Yeah, probably bulletproof in those days. I don't know if they had something like that. The president cannot drive any ordinary car. If that car has accident, the president needs to be alive. So they arm the car very well. That is Saul's armor. He, David was clothed with Saul's armor. And he was put a bronze helmet on his head. He was also clothed with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and, tie, and tried to walk. For he has not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this. For I have not tested them. So David took them off. Right armor. Very equipped. Very good. But to the wrong person. Did not work. There is a way to Jesus. You have to know this Jesus. Yourself. You need this Jesus. Yourself. Yes. May or no, may be true or may not. But where do you stand when it comes to that truth? Can you stand because you can affirm to the truth by your encounter with Jesus?
function of the belt is to bring order. John chapter 18, verses 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king? Jesus answered, You said it rightly, that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come unto the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Can you distinguish that? Is there a distinction between voices that you heard that you've been hearing? And can you distinguish which one is which? Is this the, word, the voice of the evil one? Or this is the voice of God. If you encounter the truth, you can you hear the voice of the truth. Bible said, "My sheep hears my voice, and I do hear their voice too." In conclusion, I want to come up with three points why we need the truth. Why do we need the truth? It's been the whole month of us teaching the scripture. Number one, we need the truth for freedom. There is only one freedom on this earth. His name is Jesus. John chapter 8 verses 36 says, said, Therefore, if the Son set you free, you are free indeed. A lot of us, a lot of people are searching for freedom, probably academic freedom, probably freedom in our finances. We are searching for so much freedom from all these sources. But I can promise you that there is no other freedom but Jesus. He is the belt of truth. And he's the belt that if you wrap around your waist, no matter what will come your way, you will be victorious. The belt of truth is Jesus. Jesus is victory. Victory is Jesus. So if you have that truth, you are victorious. You are not victorious because of your own might. You are victorious because you have the truth. We need the truth because we have to be victorious. If you want to have academic freedom, there is only one name. Jesus. There have been testimonies upon testimonies about people who were, who, who, who actually Mr. Folaman shared one last two weeks when we had, we had Sunday school that he was, he, he studied so much and he got to the examination room and out of nowhere he got blacked out everything that he studied. He couldn't re remember everything. He said, and he had no option but sat on his chair and spoke in tongues about 10 minutes and all of a sudden everything started coming back. Everything started coming back. If you are seeking for freedom in your workplace, go on your knees. That boss that is what is, that is disturbing you, if only you can commit him to God, you will see a difference. A lot of times we want to fight the battle 
with ourselves. But I can tell you that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by the Spirit. Say yes, the Lord. We need to put on the, the belt of truth because we need freedom for freedom, number two, for direction. For direction, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. In all your ways, the truth that is Jesus is a whole package. You don't put Him down when you want and you don't pick Him up when you want. Bible said I am with you to the end of the age. Said I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Jesus is always with you in your down moments. He's the one that will lift you up. When you are happy, he's the one that rejoices with you. He's a whole package. He's a whole package. Don't put him down and take him as you want. But go with him. That I have come as I am. Lord, I have come as I am. He told Jeremiah, he said, before you were even conceived, I knew you and I've already set you apart. Ephesians says our life was predestined, our destiny has been predestined before hands. In every moment of your life, your life should be about Christ. You need to talk as Christ. You need to let your movement. Bible said, and the disciples were walking. They did not introduce themselves as disciples, but people saw them and said, these are people who have really walked with Jesus. When people see you, what do they say about you? When you speak, do you speak in power and in the might? Or you speak as a, you speak carnally? Bible says, and God has revealed himself to Abraham that I need you to leave your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. In his journey, everywhere Abraham went, he built an altar. He needed directions. In our daily life, if only we can always go on our knees and ask God for direction, we will not face what we face in life. Last point and I'm done. For a perfect outcome. We need to put on the belt of truth. For a perfect outcome. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, 12 verses 2. It said, looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. For who, who for the joy that was set before him endures the cross. Looking up to Jesus. Who is an author. An author is the creator of the origin, he's the creator or originated of any written work, such as a book or a play or whatever you call it. He is the originator, the one who put everything in place, the one who did the research, the one who did everything by himself. An author is a person who originally or gave existence to something. God gave existence to you, he's the only God that knows you. He's the only God that can resolve your issue. He's the only God. He is the only God. He is the only way. You're looking for a perfect life. 
go to him. He's the finisher. He's the God that will bring an end to your problems. He's the God that will bring an end to your life. So many times we are depending upon what people said. I don't care what you said about what you will say about me. As a matter of fact, my own mother told me I was good for nothing. That didn't tie me down. I will say we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Who said you will fail? You will not fail. Bible said you, will be, you are the head and not the tail. If only you will put on the belt of truth. Know your identity and move on. The belt of truth is Jesus. And this Jesus will come again. Let's prepare our hearts. Prepare ourselves. And follow this Jesus. Obey him. Obey his word. For there is perfection. That he's the only God. That is perfect. Shall we be upstanding as we bow down our heads in prayer.